to the Emo Social Club podcast broadcasting to you uh, not really super live but we are making it through from emosocialclub.tv I am Lizzie with a completely wrecked voice after this weekend at Lollapalooza and Brian is also has a wrecked voice and is dead and we just did not again because of the busy weekend record an intro outro but don't worry guys uh, we're here don't worry I know we didn't post on Monday I was honestly so exhausted when I got home and I'm like, I can't edit anything. I need to go die in my bed, which is what I did. And here we are. Don't worry, though. We are going to be back to our regular schedule next Monday. So just make sure to stick around. This is just one of those weird off outlier episodes. But to catch up on all of our shenanigans and for any other upcoming events, make sure you're following us, though, over on our Insta at Email Social Club and over on Twitter and TikTok at X Email Social Club X. One day we will get the regular rights to it. Just the regular emo social club. Till then, hit us up over there and make sure that you also leave us a five-star review on Apple Music or wherever you listen that allows you to leave reviews. You can even put a little comment to say why you like us. You know, it's it's cool. It's fun. We appreciate uh, that you guys enjoy listening to us. I'm not going to keep talking any longer just because my voice is absolutely killing me. And I know you want to get into our episode with Hoodie Allen. Welcome. To the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv, I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with a new friend of the pod, Hoodie Allen, coming on here. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, my guy. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so let's talk about, we talked about a little bit before while we were fixing our behind-the-scenes technical issues here, where... You said, you know, you've had this kind of different sound up until recently, and now you're back with a new single, and you're going kind of like that emo rap, hip-hop route. So can you tell us, like, what went into that thinking? Well, um, it's interesting because I I was uh, stuck in Los Angeles for the entire pandemic. Like I, I was there to work on new music uh, with a buddy of mine named Nick Anderson, who is the front man for the Rex. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and we've worked together before. And so I went to LA to work with him. Got stuck there because the world uh, ended effectively. Yes. You know, for as it as it did. You know, as it went. And, <laughs> And he said, like, hey, man, just, you know, just stay here with me. So I ended up being his roommate for a bunch of months. And we made this album together kind of before uh, this became this sound, this reemergence sort of became a thing. Um, so, like, I've, I've, like, had a lot of these songs that now feel very on trend in, in some ways. But I would say that... Uh, where they came from was I was going through a uh, processing of a breakup and um, some, some, something that, you know, Nick is, was very good at, at figuring out the musicality that should support that. And it kind of just lent itself. Like we weren't really th- like, weren't really thinking about anything except trying to write really great songs to kind of um, actualize this experience and, and share it. And that's, 
that's just like the format that it came in I, I would say there's a lot of like indie alternative leaning sounds and even where it kind of is pop punkish for the most part there aren't like the trap drums you expect we really did keep it much more like from a authentic place of like what i grew up listening to what nick grew up listening to as opposed to just trying to uh mash two things together and uh hope that it trends on spotify you know no that's very fair <laughs> i mean so you were kind of like at least ahead of the curve you were like guys i didn't copy travis barker or mgk <laughs> it was all me and nick of the rex <laughs> I, I i think I, I, you know at, at some point you can't really worry about uh that sort of perception like you know it's a pretty personal project for me so i i was just happy making it for myself and now that i'm at the point where i'm like okay i should share this with other people whatever meaning they assign to it or whatever comparison they give like that part is out of my control but i do feel like once you hear the entire body of it it's not it i hope that it sounds more like um i, I hope it resonates more with people who I look to and hope to be peers with whether it's like the guys like state champs and neck deep and water parks and and the other bands that i just admire in in this genre there's so many i'm just i didn't do a good job of uh wrapping them up but you know like i'm hoping it favors more to that as opposed <laughs> like the rex like i hope someone yeah. who listens to the rex also enjoys this too you know i can definitely hear that um symbolism and everything with there because i listened to the rex i've seen the rex live and everything so when you're like oh i worked with him and i read the press i was like oh that should be a very interesting sound then yeah he's he's one of my closest friends we've worked together on one song in the past on the last album i did which again was like almost like the foreshadowing of a of maybe what this would be so like that was like our raw baby demo and now i think we've polished things together by getting to work by him being trapped with me, essentially, uh, we've we've been able to sort of you know create a a, a union of, of what he does and what I what I do pretty well. So it's always fun to write with him. He's probably like the hardest working dude that I know. Now, was it a uh, you're trapped in here and stuck with me situation, or vice versa when it came down to it? Really? <laughs> um, I, when it came, honestly, he was just really generous, right? Because I there was a point where like Ubers shut down and hotels shut down in Los Angeles. And it was like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, just live with me. So at first I didn't have a room. I was literally couch surfing there and it felt very much like a regression to my college days. So just our schedule, we'd wake up late. We would like work in his studio. That's like in his backyard. And then just so much like, okay, we're not like, we're not real people anymore because that's kind of what happened to everyone i think in the in, in at some point in the pandemic and um eventually i got myself a room i upgraded to a room okay. and then i think i was a i was a, a more welcome guest than perhaps originally you moved on up i moved on up in in the ranking yeah for sure no more no more bestie couch snuggle hangs <laughs> it has a very uh yeah it has a very like bo burnham inside I feel that you're describing it's it's interesting i i didn't i didn't actually watch that full special because everyone told me that it would make me depressed and i was like oh i don't want to be depressed that might have been a bad advertising on those people's parts because yeah. i'm pretty familiar i'm pretty familiar mm -hmm. with his with his brand of humor and i've seen him live so maybe that was more for people who were just discovering him i don't know but yeah we definitely we definitely went through uh some things inside for sure 
<laughs> it's a very like uh it's the sense of there are a lot of people who are probably very uh neurotypical that are then watching inside and are realizing like oh people are having a hard time during this pandemic and it's like yeah motherfucker like uh, some of us are having a real rough time with ourselves and uh i think if you're already in that state of mind you can watch inside and be like you can't hurt me bo burnham i'm i'm fine i'll be okay and then he still hurts you i i personally love spending time by myself um or like at least historically i i'm like when they're like oh you know you got a quarantine for two weeks inside i was like that shouldn't be hard i'll i'll see you guys in two weeks like <laughs> all good but I definitely, but that's me. I, I, I'm a home, I'm like a homebody, like homebody, 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 homebody. Mm -hmm. I'm a homebody. You, and, a home you and Nick are homebody. Either one. We're homebodies yeah. and I'm a homebody <laughs> and he's another homebody. We're two bodies together, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I keep saying to people cause like you meet new people now and they're like, how was your pandemic? And you're like, weird way of asking that but uh then you have to say to people like man if we could just go back to like among us and having like a lot of spare time and like just being happy by ourselves like that'd be cool but then i'm like i also want to go outside and go to shows and shit and i don't really know which way to land on this like where am i happier which in which side is the grass greener I i'm personally happier where we're we're at now being able to like go out and play shows again <laughs> just for myself i actually missed the among us wave i don't know how but i missed it i was kind of busy being a degenerate poker player for most of the pandemic <laughs> like i got really into okay. i got really into online mm -hmm. poker um had to wean myself off of that to get this album out but yeah i'm i think i'm happier i think my girlfriend would also attest to me being happier back where we are now where we can plan out the lives that we had before so yeah i'm gonna go that'll be my vote it's fair it's look the among us wave was like pokemon go where it's like we were happy we for peace. like 20 minutes we were happy for like a, a summer we had peace in the kingdom and you know it, a lot of people were sus but overall we were happy lots of peeps were sus yeah now, <laughs> something that's not uh, sus are some of your tour dates that are coming up. So we're talking a little bit before, too. Your your Chicago date sold out. Sub T sold out. Now, <laughs> you're getting back into everything. How are you anticipating this is going to go? And how is it? How are, do you feel like adapting to being out of the kind of the touring game for so long because of the pandemic? I feel like I have to remember the lyrics to my songs <laughs> that's going to be a that's going to there's going to be a learning curve there um i'm overall very excited to be back chicago is is the first show to sell out on the tour which i mean i had no i had no idea what it would be in terms of like people's interest and in going back to shows and then obviously and specifically seeing me so it's really um it's really quite awesome to to have that and honestly chicago had been lacking a little bit the last couple times so to see chicago step it up and be the first sellout um all my love is back in chicago um, they're now then they've always been my like number one city on on spotify also i don't know why but <laughs> shout out shout out to you chicago you you really did it this time 
You're really showing it. We did Come it. Come on, You're let's really go. Up. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. No more lagging. Let's what do is this. this. We're not weak like that. No, very strong. Go and start that pit at the Hoodie Allen concert. <laughs> I feel like sub T, like I've never, that's one of the, the few venues yeah. that I've never, I've never been to before. So I don't actually know what it looks like, but my impression of it is that it's like really a classic sweaty venue. Yeah. It's also upstairs mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's, uh, okay. you, you go upstairs, there's it. one floor, then there's an upstairs. Not subterranean. <laughs> um, so it's like really interesting because mm -hmm. you can look down from the upstairs and see everybody in like the main pit area and the mm. stage, but there's like, no barricades i mean i have climbed up and stage i've off that stage so many times so it, it'll be a good like let's go oh, yeah. energy that's awesome that's what i love to hear yeah so we're we're off to a good start with with chicago and yeah it just feels it feels uh cool to like also i feel like i'm so promo-y now like i've i took such a break from having to be like low ticket warning and now i'm back on like instagram doing <laughs> doing shit like that like ah uh, i feel bad but you gotta do mm -hmm. it you gotta do it sometimes it's like hey you goofed you waited too long exactly <laughs> yeah you goofed this is also like one of the reasons we started a podcast was so that we could get people with sold out shows in chicago on to be like hey hey, hey you got any press passes oh my god so that'll be us in your emails uh after this after this recording that's that's easy to accommodate but don't let people know the secrets otherwise everyone's gonna start their own press outlet for solely that purpose yeah. or maybe that's what's existed for the last 20 years i was about I to say know. i feel like people did that but then they realized you actually have to like work Probably. at it and then mm. said mm, not for me <laughs> <Do you work? laughs> They're like oh this is this is too much i don't the secret like is it start a podcast <laughs> Good secret. I like it. Imagine everybody has their own podcast to get into shows. Oh no. It's truly the worst time in the world. <laughs> that, that is a that is a dark timeline. I mean, we already have like the memes that it's like, oh, if you're a white guy and you look like this, like they they run a podcast. Don't talk to them. And it's like How dare you. <laughs> how dare you? It's true, but how dare you? I didn't say the meme said it. <laughs> I made the meme. I am the meme. You are the yeah. meme. I'm like former musician. I either I'm like the the meme is like you either start a cover band or start a podcast, and I did both. So, you know why why choose one? You can have both. Absolutely. I like that. I got I, I got to go see the cover band, and I and I'm on the I'm on the pod. I'm gonna make sure two for two. You know what? Get get Brian to open for Hoodie nah, Allen fine. in this is at the right Sub T cover just, band. <laughs> just, the, just the pod though. No, I don't want the band. I, don't I want, want the pod <laughs> to open. Yeah, correct. Sit on stage correct. with like just two chairs and two mics. You know there are plenty of podcasters doing that. It is. Oh, I People know. People go see it. It's a thing. We make it. Okay, if we can get a pit started. <laughs> like during during the pod okay. yeah so pit, pit pit into pod. the pod a pod pit a pod pit yeah a pod pit yeah, yeah. a pod pit oh god i'm popping off of the pod pit i love it i feel yeah. good about that we just have another hype man on the side <laughs> or like let's go guys let's get amped otherwise hoodie yelling will come out the kids will do it if you threaten they them they'll do it mm -hmm. <laughs> i feel like my audience is older now i i don't know if that's gonna make them more likely to open up a pit or less likely but we're gonna find out 
it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be a challenge just for marketing and science. So we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there are people for the first time who are like, oh man, I'm so excited to be there with my husband, or I'm like, uh, I've got kids, so I can't come, and I'm like. Oh my god! What the fuck am I doing with my life? You you have kids. I'm like, can you bring them? Like, just throw them in the yeah, back so or something. Put headphones on. Yeah. yeah. What? Are, what? Are they, just just water them yep. and come to the show. What do you? What are you? Put them doing? in that little baby backpack yeah. thing that that people yeah. have. Baby Bjorn or whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't think that's it. Yeah, Bjorn them up. Bjorn them up. A Bjorn in the pit. Be like here. Okay, that might here be is a, a small hoodie Allen shirt. They'll grow into it all good it's done no honestly people people mm-hmm. who should be i mean this has been traditionally at least i see it with a lot of girls like you make small sizes but they all want the extra large because they love to where they, i'm like i don't know who who mm-hmm. to make smalls for so the smalls are now for the babies i think they're for the babies future future baby fans i'll make some smalls i know yeah. normal small size humans not buying them babies they'll buy babies em. who want to be fashionable mm-hmm. wearing baggy clothes <laughs> They're buying the smalls. They're the indie kid fashion icons now, and they What's don't even know up? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's fucked up is like, then you start making larger size clothes, but it's still like a small. It's like a small, but it's baggy. And you're like, I don't know what to do now. Because do I buy the small because it's baggier, or do I buy it even baggier because that's how I like to wear my shirts? No, it's fucking me up at the H&M. At the H. H and M or the ASOS, I guess. Depends on where I'm shopping. Okay. But it's like boy. now you gotta make like a small shirt that is baggy. How dare you? <laughs> That's just the wave. That's just what's popular now. Yeah, I can attest my twenty mm-hmm. my twenty two year old sister I'm... only wears she's like a size like double zero and she's like, I want a medium unisex shirt. I'm like, why? I'm like why i don't understand <laughs> but as we were kind of talking about before you have these other influences that have kind of come out of the woodwork in your newer music so we were kind of talking a little bit about panic at the disco off stream so we also yeah. seen that you've collabed also with state champs um you've toured with fallout boy panic at the disco and 21 pilots so how did that kind of like come into play? Because again, earlier on, you were a lot more kind of like mainstream, traditional rap and pop. Um, so to grab on and be kind of like melding in with these kind of like um, more pop punk emo legends, I feel like for some people, there might be a little bit of a cognitive disconnect with them. Yeah, I mean, I think the truth is it's always existed in like part of my music, just not not to the level of like... Um, Cause like it's in my DNA as like a, as a fan, but it hasn't, uh, I've always like, so the song with state champs is called all my friends. Like that was like 2017. Like the tour with fallout boy was a summer tour where it was fallout boy and Wiz Khalifa. I don't know if you remember that one. I do. So I was like, I, oh, yeah. I am the perfect, uh, amalgamation of these two people. I would absolutely should be opening the show. And somehow, uh, I think shout out to Pete Wentz mostly for making that happen via Twitter. So, I mean, thank you for that. And whoever, and whoever on Wiz's team said if it was Wiz or whoever, thank you. Cause everyone was so nice. It was a great tour, but that was, that was 2015. So it's like, it's, it's kind of one of these things where I've toyed the line with it and always sort of 
lived in the world on the out like on the outside like i grew up in long island so you know like i'm growing up with like bayside and envy on the coast and like all these bands that are like true scene they are the scene taking back sunday like they they are like the originators so to me it's always felt very natural but i think most people would think oh yeah he does like kind of poppy hip-hop which i've done a lot of but i'm excited to kind of um see what people's reactions are from a project that has like basically no rapping on it at all okay how has the reception been so far with fans with your latest single it's been really good actually i was expecting to see more people hitting me with the like go back to this sound sort of thing you know and which is sort of an impossible task like they'll if someone tells you hey make a song why why can't you make a song that sounds like this you're like i don't even know how what i don't know what about that song you're relating to even because sometimes you put something out and they go this reminds me so much of this project and you're like how how is that a thing so i've learned to just kind of trust my gut for the most part and and make things that that i really like and cross my fingers that other people like them too just for the sake of like having a job that's fair but <laughs> that's like sort of the secondary because you can't you can't <laughs> control that so it's like it's been good though um i i think the wouldn't that be nice was like a real good precursor for what's to come and it's like it was like the warm-up essentially i didn't want to throw like the obvious pop pop punk emo banger at people i wanted to sort of hit them with something that had a little bit more emotional weight to it um to bring them into like this world because there's tons of fun songs on the project and there's tons of songs that are a little bit more sad so we'll say let's start with a an in-betweener a sad boy that's got some bass Sad boy with bases on with bass. Sad boy with bass. Sad boy bass. Yeah. Also, people love being sad now, so it, it, the, the timing has actually worked out great because everyone's it's fucking hip. sad. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm so stoked to be sad. I'm like, I'm with you, bro. Let's traumatic times yeah. ahead. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm gonna mosh with my tears. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, you know, I remember like Pete back in the day was always. Like there was this sense that like Fall Out Boy and Fuel by Ramen and a lot of like members of the pop punk emo scene were always trying to branch out, especially into hip hop and into like just trying to include other genres in it. And so it's it's so interesting to me now that like there are way more influences of emo hip hop of uh like non <laughs> I'm going to say non organic instruments like like bands using like trap drums and synths in their music and it's like completely accepted when back in the day it was like it it felt like it was such an uphill battle to get people to listen to anything that wasn't just like blast beats and like real guitars and like actual like you know not musicians everybody's a musician you can write a bunch of shit on a computer and it's all good but it's just so interesting to me how much it's like changed with this like production sense and like how uh you know pete wentz was right <laughs> Pete wentz was right he he's right a lot of times he like you know i don't know if he necessarily gets the credit he deserves for being kind of a um i don't know is, is it too far to say visionary like he has a really good 
intuition when it comes whether it's like to a and ring things and like he finds tons of acts and i mean like he was working with bb rexa like uh, how long ago like eight years ago like mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like he's got a good gut and he brought me on tour like great decision there we go you know so good taste that's two for two yeah right there just crushing it <laughs> and he and he only and, good takes and he played grand theft autumn on tour once because i bullied him into doing it we so love it that and that was not on the, that was not on the set list yes. and i was like fantastic i was like hey please like consider please but please <laughs> they did it once and not again i don't think it got what they wanted yeah they, i was it was like uh it was like hey man uh i've been watching your show every night uh can we make this happen can we make this happen can we do this see and I, i'm a bit okay. advocate for bullying musicians to play the song you want because after yeah. a certain point they have to do it Cheers. oh yeah i feel the peer pressure like <laughs> so so heavy it like and it's always for songs that I shouldn't be playing, where it's like, you're the only person here who wants to hear this song. <laughs> Please let it go. But they don't. They really don't let it go. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that song? It, there's so many of them. Lizzie's that person. <laughs> like I, there's, I mean, a lot of times it's like... It's always going to be like a random one, right? Uh, if I had to like... Everyone's going to have their own little favorites, but I do have... I have two mixtapes that predate my first Spotify release. Um, and they're super, like, they're the kind of, they're the thing that kind of allowed me to start doing this full time uh, as a job. And they're like, all there's, everything is sampled. It's like, I did like a Death Cab for Cutie sample, Two Door Cinema Club sample, Marine and the Diamonds, the Black Keys. Like, we were just sampling everything and flipping it, like stuff that um, me and my buddy RJ were a fan of. So that's, that album is like impossible to clear. Like, it's just, it's just not possible <laughs> but still to this day so many people are like when is it going to be on spotify will you play this song and i'm like where are you even are you like you still have soundcloud just to listen to this project like i can't be mad at that that's pretty amazing i'd also love to have it on spotify but mm-hmm. i've i've cleared other samples before and it, those people who, who clear samples for you they do not care about you and there's no hey i'm doing this for the fans and like hey, we're gonna deal like nope so it's tough the inner workings of it is tough do you think that that's do you think it's gotten easier though with like i mean Lil peep has all of his songs i mean obviously he's uh you know he's Lil peep but like with all of the artists now who have done all of these these bigger samples and like obviously they've all had these major influences from the emo scene and these artists like i mean i feel like death cab would be like oh yeah yeah, go ahead but of course their label might be like uh no we need to make money off of this it's like but for the fans they keep they keep asking for it at the shows yeah, I don't. I don't know if the, the artists aren't really the issue. It's it's mostly that most artists aren't the rights holders of their music. So whether you know, like if it's like an old soul sample or a rock sample, maybe it's different. But you know, a lot of times it's like ten different guys wrote the song, and there's four different publishing companies attached to that. So you have to get clearance from every single one of them, plus the label, and everyone wants money up front, and it becomes just like almost prohibitively expensive to do it. Obviously, in situations like I think Olivia Rodrigo paid paramore right when they're like oh this isn't this is too close interpolation whatever mm-hmm. i mean those things those get done easier when it's, when it's between major labels i think it's i think it gets done easier and also i would i wouldn't be shocked if paramore owned like a huge huge piece of that song like i'm sure the economics like i'm sure we just mm-hmm. don't see it but i bet they got really commentated for it because that's always what happens in these situations of like interp interpolation influence yeah 
Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. It's been a while since they dropped their EP New Low, but Friends of the Pod Nightlife are finally back with a new song, Nightlife Type Beat. If you're looking for some emo rap, 93 Feet of Smoke has dropped his new album, Good Grief, and here's a song, Fucked Over, featuring Femme and Tosh the Drummer. And Iodine Records band The Darling Fire have their new single, Rituals. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. Hey guys, so this is a little bit of a weird in between because of the storm that we did have during this live recording. When we were able to download it and play around with it, unfortunately we wa- we lost a little bit of a section here. We were talking about Twitch and Hoodie Allen allowing people to use his music while streaming on Twitch and also the TikTok influence as well as record labels that we were wrapping up as the previous conversation here. It didn't sound great on the ears and we don't want to blast your ears out with a lot of just like, you know, clipping and internet sounds that aren't, they're going to hurt your ears and you're not going to enjoy the rest of the content. You can go listen slash watch the full video over on our YouTube though that is there. We just didn't want to put it out um, on this form of medium. So you can get the full portion of this over on our YouTube Emo Social Club and listen to it there. Sorry about it, guys, but we're going to jump right back in and we're talking about TikTok in this upcoming portion. Uh, it's exciting because people can really build off of it and build something special and, uh, you know, build a community quickly, like of people, you know, as opposed to, you know, okay, I'm going to be a local opener on these shows or I'm going to pay to buy onto this tour. It's like, why not just make a TikTok every day showcasing yourself? You're going to, you know, there's, you have the potential to reach so many more people that way. That's why I, I'm on it too. I'm. I was saying before we got on, it's like I just posted some silly TikTok, and I was like, "Uh oh, this one's this one's going viral." Whatever viral means yeah. for me, I was like, "I was like, oh, this one has a couple hundred thousand <laughs> like plays." Like, what? Like, I can't. I I have followers in other places, and I couldn't get two hundred thousand people to watch something in an hour anywhere else. You know. So it's just a it's just a weird it's a weird place like I I back it. I feel like there's so many people now in like the industry who are so starting to get to the point where they're anti TikTok simply because they are one not going viral enough for themselves, but they are also concerned about the way that it's operating with the music industry and the way that people are getting like onto the radio play circuit. At the same time, though, I feel like there's so many new avenues for people to discover artists that they would never have just discovered or known about beforehand. 
I I I probably have a hot take here. We love hot takes. So I'm gonna oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna temp, I'm gonna temper it because I was what I was I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, but I will say, um, obviously, I think it's a very real situation that like certain artists feel like their music is being held hostage without virality, but people who are complaining in general about TikTok or like. I don't want to be on here doing this. This isn't like I, I, it. It reeks to me of like a sense of privilege that I don't know. I I can't I can't relate to it because not only have you like probably benefited in ways that other artists haven't. Like, so you don't want to keep up with the times. Like, that's fine. Don't keep up with the times. Don't don't be on TikTok if you. No one's forcing you to be. But like, don't complain because like the golden goose egg that you've had whether that means like spotify puts you on the top hits automatically like you realize like you do like a lot of these artists do get a lot of things that other people just can never reach that they're just completely gatekeeped so or gatekept so i don't know to me it, it feels a little um and it's not like oh rich people complaining like i don't care if they have money or not it's more just like they've had access and this is sort of an equalizer to some of that access. And I think it's threatening in a sense, you know? And I feel like that's where it comes from, like fear and like being threatened by some other people are gonna get attention who normally, the attention was all on me. And why, how do I keep it about me, you know? Am I off base? Is that crazy? No, I, don't know. I think you're pretty no. much like, you're hitting it because I mean, I work in radio and media and if you don't adapt to the new technology, you can't be upset when th- when you fall behind or like you, you just are kind of irrelevant after a certain point. Like you can't, yeah. you're basically like hating the player and the game is what it comes down to because you don't <laughs> want to play ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like that, that, that's well said, like adapt, like you have to adapt, you know, if, if, uh, Say, say I'm trying to think of a place that sold CDs for $15 like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, best, like I don't know, Best Buy. Like, oh, man, should we feel bad for Best Buy? Or, like, that's just how, that's just how it goes. Like, I feel worse for Tower Records, I guess. I feel, actually, I feel bad. Like, I, I miss those experiences, but almost out of, yeah. nostal- out of nostalgia, not out of convenience. Like, I, lo- I love the tactile experience of going into a store and, and, and having that and I had one record, only one album ever in like stores, and that was like a really big moment for me. But if I was 21 right now, would that be a moment for me? Like probably not. Like I don't. No. I'd be like, I, I don't care. Why the Why the fuck would I drive to Best Buy and <laughs> to do this? Like, what seems you kind of to. annoying? Yeah, it's no, on just, the internet. I mean, it's on my phone. People do it for like Target <laughs> limited releases. They're like, I got this Target, and I'm like, Wait, Target still sell CDs? Yeah, it's just marketing. <laughs> I sell vinyls now. They're they're so, a collector's uh, location. They're doing their thing. Shout out to yeah. Chef Target. Yeah. They need the free plug for sure. Yeah. Shouts to Target. Shouts to Amazon. Shouts to all the small businesses Shouts trying to, to get a come up. Oh, Shouts to Shouts Walmart. To oligarchs. Dude, Costco. You know you don't advertise, but you 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 still are making it. Listen, you got the two dollar hot dog. Are we Costco haters? Are we Costco no, haters I, on this pod? I don't I'm have a car. No, I'm not. I, I love car, Costco. But... No, I um, keep telling Brian, I'm like, you're missing out on like the pizza, and he's like, why would I get pizza from Costco? I'm like, cause it smacks. I have never said about well, Costco. I said about that's, Aldi. 
that's too far. You live in Chicago. That you cannot be eating Costco pizza. Thank you. I feel like it's like pizza a good everywhere. Quick I'm fine. Slice if I need to grab it. That's the thing. Hold on. I got. I got. I got to be honest though. I live in New York, which is the real capital of pizza, as you may know, oh, as you might be aware. We have to move on. The best, we got to move on. Pizza oh, we got to. We got to. No. We got to. We have like a hundred other questions. We have. We're running out of time. Sure. Okay. I'll end, I'll end my phrase there. I was just going to say, no, no you sometimes I'll still order Domino's or Papa John's either way, dude. even though I've got all the yes. best options in the world. Yes. Sometimes you want to getting Papa John's is a different type of pizza. It's not pizza. Mm-hmm. It's delivery pizza. They're, they're built mm-hmm. different. It's like cardboard. And you're like, I want cardboard tonight. Cause I'm going to eat cardboard. You're like, Yo, I just I feel want it. pizza it's that like was made 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was made to the order jam. for me. Correct. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry to bring up such a con- controversial topic. I can't believe you're gonna come to Sub T and we're gonna bring you both styles of Chicago pizza. And I've had Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's is that the place, or am I making up? No, it's not the name. The place. What's the place with the G? Uh, Giordano's. 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 Yeah. yeah. I've had Giordano's. It's Max. It's great. Yeah, I love Giordano's. It's it's, it's not New York styles. So it's very different, obviously. Um, but it's it's good. It's really tasty. You need tavern style, the South Side style. Oh, yeah. Tavern style is correct. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had tavern style, so I'm definitely I'm definitely game. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be as good as here, but I'm just I'm hearing <laughs> I'm hearing okay. this. And the one time <laughs> that I had, I, I would say the one time I had traditional New York pizza was right before I got onto a train because there's just pizza stops right above like where you get on to the to the train station and i'm like this is station or something yeah uh i was by madison square garden at the time so i don't remember exactly the the station station. yeah yeah so it was just like oh cool i can get a pizza here and then immediately get on to my commute also the fumes and the trash just mingling in with the man asking me what kind of slice would you like and i said okay so I'm having this no. experience, and this is New York. It's it's pizza and uh, train exhaust. You're welcome. <laughs> and you smile and say thank you, Brian, for the true New no, York experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Penn Station pizza really counts. I've definitely had it, but um, you know what? Still good. Still a good experience. I um there was one only one time I was in New York and we were like we had to try like whatever first pizza stop it was. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a three dollar jumbo slice. And I said, Okay, let's try it. And I said, What is this? This is not it. <laughs> Look, pizza's just good. It's just good. Yeah. And we're just going to force you to have some tavern style pizza and you're going to like it <laughs> legally. So I'm I'm exchanging press passes for pizza. Okay. Just so you know, we'll have to let Tori know. We'll send her this part. Yeah. And be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, so this is the deal there. that we made. If that's OK, I don't know. But we made the deal. There we go. Shake on it. <laughs> just and everyone, that's how you make it. deals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and media. Brian, Brian is Brian is shaking, but he's shaking delayed, so he's shaking by himself. Yeah, I was like, "Are you trying to do the Harlem mm-hmm. yep, shake I'm there to like really extra it <laughs> yep. up for us?" It's my New York pizza. It's the Harlem shake. 
Stand by it. Absolutely silly. <laughs> so something that I found kind of interesting is that you used to work for Google before you were a full-time musician. Um, and then you just dipped. So what how did how did that go? How that happened? Oh I dipped <laughs> I dipped so hard. I was just like Get me out of here. No, it was um, it was actually really great. That was that was the job I got out of college. I moved my life to the Bay, living in San Francisco, and I didn't last all that long because at the same time, like the internet was discovering my music, and I was like, oh, this seems like one of those moments in time where you have a choice. Yeah. Um, and that was I was very grateful to to everyone I worked at Google because they kind of gave me like this six month uh, what do we call it? like hiatus uh, there was a better word for it but i forgot where i if it didn't work out they were like you can come back and your job is still here um which is crazy probably just because they paid to train me and didn't want to lose that investment that's very fair um oh boy. i was a big i was a big profit driver at google i don't know if you saw their the money they made went down after i left it was like oh. direct people correlation aren't, people aren't searching anymore <laughs> What are we going to do to get the people back? So they kept my job Search on hold. Searches search down and rappers and building are down at the same time. Make the gr- make the graph and tell me if you see something here. But no, they're they're very they're very nice to me to keep my job there. And then um, I just never came back because once I was able to to turn my attention to music full time, um, things went in the positive direction. Now, did you ever hack into the Google search to make sure that you always came up first in the early years? Um, I only did that so that when you typed in H-O-O, I came up before Hoobastank. But that's the only that's the only time that I hacked. Otherwise, I kept my hands off because I wasn't trying to get in trouble, obviously. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm more offended about that than I am about the pizza thing because Hoobastank and then Hoodie Allen in my brain. But no, well, uh, also you know, that's just alphabetical. Check, check, <laughs> check the streams, baby. Check the streams. <laughs> look, look, trust me. I am ready here on the pod to make some some Hoobastank Hoodie Allen beef happen just for my own like I don't that's want hysterical. I love Hoobastank. <laughs> oh, they're so good. You are a Hoobastank. We are Hooba fans. I'm. We're Hooba stunks. I'm Hooba stunk. I'm Hooba stunk at this point. So don't, don't make beef happen. Just let, no. just, just let, let them know. Like, if we do a tour together, like, no, the, the, they'd close. They would close the tour. But just, just yeah. get a hold of, a just get a hold of Pete once. Be like, hey Pete, I know that you would not be on this tour, but could you make this happen for me? Because mm-hmm. he's the great, he's the great connector. Yeah. Yes, he probably mm-hmm. is he probably besties with them, and we just don't know. You gotta, gotta. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> hard <laughs> tweet at Hoobastank after the stream. <laughs> I'm just gonna hard tweet at Hoobastank. Sup. Suppy. With like the middle finger emojis. Yeah. If you <laughs> bring Why? Eve Six on the tour too, and you will have the most chaotic lineup. Um, I also like Eve Six. Well, I'm I'm 33, so like these bands had some of their biggest moments when I was like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and that music is like the music that lives with you forever. I mean, at least for me, that was when I was like learning about so much. So like Eve six stand for like, they, they played 
across the street from me here in New York, like not too long ago, but it was already sold out. I was like, damn. Could tweet I would have went, went to see them. And been like, hey, let me in. Yeah. Have them on Pizza? your podcast asking for press. Let me I don't, in. I don't. That would have. I see. I didn't know that move. I. I also. <laughs> I, I get. I get too shy. I, like I'm not really uh, flexing my wielding my uh, guest list verified check mark enough. So I'm gonna. I'll get back on that. <laughs> oh, he's verified. Let's give him whatever he wants. Got He's got to have it. I also think it. you have to do it as just a Hoobastank and Hoodie Allen tour, so you can call it the Who's Who uh, in music tour. I, I'm assuming it's spelled how I think it's spelled. Oh, Absolutely. it's spelled how you think it's spelled. Cool. That's good. H O O apostrophe S. H O B H. Yeah, who's who's? And then it's like an owl and like two owls with their eyes as the O's. Oh, no. It writes itself. That's, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Can can we get the artwork made immediately? <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, everybody, we're I'm out. We're out here. This tour. <laughs> your your clip for Instagram can be Pity Allen cancels his tour to go on the Who's Who <laughs> tour with the Hooligans Hoobastank in Hoon and Hulai. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I I I'm sad that the stream is not Catch doing well right Leave now. Leave a comment. Who who is gonna be there? Oh my god. Oh my god. Who's coming? Who's coming? Uh, our fr- our friend Dugan is a graphic designer, and now I want to be like, hey man, because uh, he he left a question for you, but the stream is like struggling to 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 work. So now I'm like Dugan. And he would like come back like right after the stream and be like, "Hey, I got your tour flyer right here for you." I got it. So we'll hit him up and we'll yeah. get that your, your as friend, just a your meme. Hugen. Hugen. Do Hugen. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real everybody. A, a hoodie and a hooba sanctify your name tonight. Love it. Yeah. And tweet it out to both uh, of us. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. This That's this may be one of the video. greatest moments of my entire life. <laughs> just so happy i i had a bit the other night on our stream do you want to say what it is lizzie oh no i was about to say it's really wild and crazy how much huba sank lore comes comes into this podcast and has over the last like two months (laughs) we'll never we'll never interview them we'll say oh we had to cancel damn damn but what i said was that i'm really glad yeah let's go don't what i had no, said was it. that i'm really glad that hoobastank is still around and that they're not hoob extinct see i know there was delay but the silence <laughs> the, the, oh no no, no this somehow. is the response you're getting no yeah, i no, no there wasn't, hey, there wasn't guys, that much delay uh, <laughs> is, the, is the delay getting longer guys uh i, I i'll say it no, again if you guys no, didn't hear it, it, did ain't, it? it ain't. So the delay. Oh. Um, hmm. Hmm. Your your joke is a Hubeck stanked. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by my joke, and I'll say it when the tour did happens. It, did it pop off? Did it, did it do numbers? Did it do numbers mm-hmm. or no? Oh, I'm I'm viral on TikTok right now. Two hundred thousand views minimum. Wow, that's 
Okay, man. That's crazy. You know what? What I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the joke and I'm gonna turn it into a Fuck. TikTok and it will go. <laughs> and you'll be. You'll be like, I. I came up with that. That was me. It's the one Fuck. time Brian's gonna get on TikTok because he doesn't go on TikTok. I run our TikTok and he refuses to yeah, get on unless yeah. I. Bully oh, I'm coming him. back. I'm coming on for just for this. <laughs> if you don't do it, I'm gonna do it. Legally, Brian. Legally now. Uh, it's, very, it's a very niche joke, though. It's a very niche joke, I think. But I don't I know if it will hit my followers and if they'll get it. They're, if anything, <laughs> they're just going to be like L ratio. And you'd be like, go listen to the reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the Fell one who gets L hit with the car ratio. in this response here. How do you yeah. feel about it? I'm not a purpose person. This is my 13th reason. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, this is the greatest <laughs> bit ever. <laughs> did you did you know that we were gonna laugh yeah, this hard when you brought up Hoobas Tank? <laughs> no, I was just I was just telling you about the time that I hacked into Google to favor to favor the algorithm in my favor. I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know what I was in store for. But I'm so sorry. I'll take it. We we are we're just too big of Hooba fans. Hooba fans. So. Hoobah fans, Hoobah stands. Now I know. Now I yeah. know who I'm dealing with. There we go. Yeah, now you know the type. So we're coming a little bit to the end of an hour, so we want to make sure that we leave you with plugs. Tell everybody um, where they can see you. Obviously not in Chicago unless they beat somebody up and take their ticket to get in. Um, I'm sure they can find on StubHub or something. Yeah, I guess. If they want to, yeah. You know, where we they don't get support it. that, but yeah, um, yeah the I'm, I'm going on tour in August. I think we're going to add a, a, some more shows and also go to Europe uh, later in the year. So I'll be touring a bunch of uh, tickets at hoodieallen.com. And there's a new album coming out, a new single coming next month from that album. And uh, I hope you guys will like it. And whoever's listening, I hope you give it a chance. Now, when is the album coming out? Can you can't tell you that oh. i can't say that yet it's a secret still secret secret i'll let you know though i'll let you know <laughs> i'll either let you know in chicago or it will be out by then okay so it's either or oh. either soonish or. You, you'll either be there or by that point you'll know about it okay okay fair we love it that works thank you guys for having me on i appreciate it absolutely yeah, of course, uh dude. normally yeah, normally we'd stay after the stream, but because it is so rough out there, we are going to we can just close mm -hmm. up yeah. the stream and, well, and I will uh, say we also we did have just a couple questions on our Instagram though. Mm -hmm. Sure, hit me with it. Let One's from Lizzie's brother. I think this first. is unfair. Yeah, one is from my brother <laughs> that I mentioned to you because he was like on oh, God. Yeah. I said, Yeah. Um <laughs> I would love it if so it can you please make a birthday cameo for me? Thank you oh so much. <laughs> so, yeah, um, sure. He asks, are you still cool with, I think it's Faze? Faze. F-A-Z. Oh, 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 with Faze. Faze. I, don't, I was like, oh, I can Faze, um, Well, so that kind of refers back to what I was saying earlier, because that was um, Faze Clan um mm. at the time i mean it's a it's a gaming company but it was like it was a youtube channel and they would post a lot of like call of duty related content and a lot of people just on youtube at least discovered my music because i would let phase use it 
in their videos and their videos would get like a million views but like everyone would be like what's the song what's the song and then people would come and find me from it but literally the first time that i went to europe the amount of people wearing like phase clan merchandise at the show was like so you all know me from youtube cool it was all it was crazy so it um yes i'm, I'm still i'm still cool with a lot of the guys from that they, they are uh, they're really all good people okay so no beef Zero beef. Good. No beef at all. Now, do yeah. you have beef with anybody in general left in the world? Hoobastank. Um, no. I, no, I don't even, not even Hoobastank. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I have, I have time for it. It's, it's mm-hmm. too mentally exhausting and draining. And I, I think when you reach a place where you're, like, happy with yourself, you're like, I don't really know if I have time for that beef sort of stuff. That was too deep. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking hate Hoobastank. There we go. <laughs> no, l- l- no, no, we'll keep it. No, it, uh, I got beef with, I got beef with, let me, like, the Bloodhound Gang. Okay. Yeah. Do something about yeah. the Bloodhound Gang. Are you yeah. even so relevant? You, no. Yes, they are. Well, it's that was just mean. That was just mean. They're going to hear them. Yeah. Are yeah. They? I'll let them know. Are they? I don't no, I don't. I'll let him. Okay, yeah, let him Brian's know. gonna personally chat with him after this. Yeah, yeah, let him know. Dear, I'm adding them. Be like Foxtrot uniform, Charlie. Oh no, come on the pod. Uh, mm-hmm. Lizzie, do you want to ask Dugan's question too before we sign off yes. in the chat, or do you want me to read it? Uh, Brian, you can read it. You can read it in a fun voice. <laughs> I mean, I'm delayed. So I'll do my best. Uh, Dugan did say, I'll have to listen after the fact because of the delay in the stream, but he did say, you only have to ask, what's the coldest substance on Earth? Hmm. I can't say. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't say. Well, there we go. Do you know the answer? No. <laughs> I do not know the answer, but I think Brian could know the answer. Brian, you know Brian, you know the answer? Or the reference? Blanking. My my brain is also delayed. I'll so, put it that way. That's crazy. Um I did a I did a bunch of videos with the comedy group Jake and Amir. Um one of those in those videos I was I was their rap teacher teaching them to rap. Um they're great videos. Definitely watch them. Uh and in one of these videos, the main character, Amir, is rapping about uh, aardvark jizz and mm-hmm. how cold it is. So mm-hmm. aardvark jizz is frigid gas. It's freezing. It's cold. That is kind of, that's the answer he wanted. Aardvark cum is the answer he wanted. I think mm-hmm. that's a great place to, I don't think we can top that. Absolutely so not. I think that's, know. yeah. That and uh, Hoobastank beef are probably where we can end it. Also, mm-hmm. I believe that Hoobastank beef okay. leads to Aardvark jizz. What am I saying? Thank you all for checking out this it episode happens. of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, normally we would hang out on Twitch. There is a major uh, delay after a major tornado in Chicago. So we will not be hanging out on Twitch, but we love you all. Uh, please, if you are not in Chicago and you can get tickets to a Hoodie Allen show near you, go do it. Get it done. Uh, buy pizza. Don't start a podcast. There can only be so many of those out there. And we have uh, this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
make sure to bring pizza for yourself and for hoodie or just for yourself either way sharing um, is caring yeah support your local local hooba fan hooba stan uh and uh yeah hoodie allen thank you so much for being on the podcast thanks so much guys for listening and this was a live stream one but uh we had a tornado out here when we were recording with hoodie allen and things got a little bit messy so you finally can hear everything succinctly edited well and hopefully you just had a good time digesting it and maybe we will see you at one of his shows on his upcoming tour we will be back next monday i know it's tuesday but we'll be back next monday back on track and we will also be going live this thursday with bake it is my podcast as well for a joint collab episode which we haven't done in a while so we're really stoked to see you there Until then, I've been Lizzie. Brian is probably working and dying at the same time. We'll see you later. Bye.